0: greetings and happy christmas to you guys happy hanukkah kwanzaa whatever you may be celebrating and and whatever your beliefs are this time of year may it be a time of peace and blessing and and reflection, and and looking forward to a new year and new opportunities. Today, we're going to talk about your LinkedIn and, and what I recommend, which is an annual LinkedIn review. First, I want to remind you about the special webinar that I'm having on January 11th, the three things you haven't thought about for your next job search. We're going to talk about exactly what you're looking for in an employer, how you will know if you found it. You're going to get much clearer on your values and your skills so you can make sure that you can articulate those and be on the same wavelength with a prospective employer in terms of your skill set. And then you're going to really understand your professional purpose, so what contributions you are uniquely designed to make. So I hope that you'll sign up for the three things you haven't thought about for your next job search. It's going to be hands-on. You're going to be doing some solo work during the webinar, some small group work, and we'll be having some full group discussion. And hopefully it'll be a good-sized group. So come on with us. All right. So annual LinkedIn review and update. I want to talk about some places that you want to audit. And that's really how I think of it as an annual audit. Now that's not to say that you may not want to update your, your LinkedIn more often, go for it, especially if you've had a new job or some significant achievement within your current job, any of those kinds of things. But at least once a year, I want you to get in there and do some maintenance. And I'm going to talk about where those specific areas are. So for those of you that are thinking, well, but I'm not looking for a job. What does this have to do with me? You still want your LinkedIn profile to represent you in the best possible light. And many of you are open to having conversations with recruiters, even if you're not looking for a job. So you want to have a LinkedIn profile that accurately reflects where you want to go, where you are now, so that the right recruiters will be reaching out to you. The first area that I want you to audit on your profile before the end of the year is your headline. This is the content that shows directly beneath your name and your picture at the top of your profile. And most people allowed to just default to their current job title. So it's just job title, company name, and that's it. That's an incredible waste of the 220 characters that you're given in this section you want to make sure that your headline markets you effectively. Because it's so high profile, it's a really great place to draw the reader in. Now, there's a couple of approaches that I take with clients. And and just so you know, when I'm writing LinkedIn profiles for my clients, I give them three heading options and then let them pick which one they like the best. And oftentimes, one of them is a value proposition approach. So it's, you know, solving something something by doing something right like i've i've presented the problem and how this candidate is the solution to it another one is a keyword approach so specifically in oh things like maybe it or certain other fields it's really useful to just pack some special some of the most significant keywords in that heading so i'll say you know job title company and then i do a pipe which is that vertical line and then I'll give just a series of keywords, as many as I can fit in, given the the 220 characters. So take a look at that headline of yours. If it is just your current job title or company name or, God forbid, it is looking for work and I'll talk about why that is a terrible idea, then what can you do to change it for that value proposition approach or the keyword approach? And the reason that the looking for work doesn't work is that no recruiters are searching on, I wanna find people who are looking for work. (laughs) That's not the way it works. So that headline is not helping you at all in terms of search engine optimization. You want a job title in there that you want to be considered for. That's number one, your headline. Number two is your skills section. You can have up to 50 skills in this section, which is very important for keywords. And I recommend that you use all 50 of them. Now, what is not important anymore really are the endorsements. Nobody, gosh, very rarely does anybody endorse anything on my profile. I couldn't tell you the last time I endorsed anybody else. So that's just not a big deal. But the keywords themselves are highly effective in terms of search engine optimization so the first thing i want you to do in this section is eliminate skills you no longer use or don't want to use right you don't want to be considered for jobs that have project management if you never want to manage another project again in your life that doesn't make any sense then you want to add skills but i want you to think of these skills in terms of what a recruiter would be searching on for example, I had a client recently, and I can't remember what field she was in. But she also had some keywords from previous jobs. She doesn't want to do that kind of work now, so it doesn't make any sense. Now, whether that was a you know relic from a previous iteration of her skill section, or what, I'm not sure. But but don't you don't want to have in there different skills that you no longer use in your current career. And you always want to select one of the drop down options. So you start typing in a certain technology, let's say. You want to see what shows up in the drop down. And I want to select one, or maybe I want to select two or three of those. But I don't want to just type in my own thing. And the reason I don't want to do that is because if it's not there in the drop down, then the recruiters aren't going to be searching on it either. So I've now put a word into my skills section that nobody's going to be searching on that doesn't make any sense. And then the final thing I want you to do is after you've cleaned up your skills section, I want you to just write all of those down. This is how I do it with my clients. Old school, there's no way to really cut and paste these. So just take out a couple pieces of paper and write them down. And then I want you to go up to your about section. So that's up at the top. It's like a summary. At the end of your, sum, your about, whatever else you've put in there, I want you to write the word specialties. Specialties dot dot, and then I want you to list each of these skills with a comma in between each, keeping within you have a 2600 character count at present. So you're going to have to stay within that. But this is going to essentially double your search engine optimization because now you've got these keywords that our employers are searching for at least twice in your profile, if not more, because you may have those words in your experience section or elsewhere in your about section as well. So update your skills section number three you want to add any new jobs or achievements to your current job so if you've been working at the company for a while hopefully with a, if it's been a year since you've updated your profile you have new achievements maybe you've taken on some new responsibilities you've got some new metrics to talk about certainly whenever you get a new job i recommend getting that on there as quickly as possible you're probably not going to have any content under that new job but at least the job itself is there so you want to you want to do that i also want you to think about deleting some of your older jobs so i go back about 20 years with my clients very much depends on what their career path looks like but i will often see mid-career professionals who still have college internships on their profile in fact i just cleaned up one recently when i when i was putting her her profile onto her onto linkedin she had several internships on there that needed to go so that's number three add new jobs add achievements and then number four Update that about section. So that's what I was referring to at the end of it. I want you to put the specialties. But I want you to look at your about section with fresh eyes. So what doesn't it say about you? Have you presented a clear and compelling reason for a recruiter to reach out to you? Have you effectively told your story? And of course, if this is not your strength, I recommend hiring a LinkedIn profile writer like me or, you know, someone else who has experience, someone whose profile you actually like. I've been surprised at how many people have reached out to me to write their LinkedIn profile because as they were reviewing other LinkedIn profile writers, they didn't like their profile at all, (laughs) which I was like, well, that's your, that's your selling, that's your bulletin board for, for what you're trying to do, right? So you gotta, you gotta make sure that's top notch. The other thing I want to say about the about section is I think there's two sections that you get the most bang from having a professional writer. And the about section is one of those. Because you're telling a story in prose, you want to make it interesting. You also do not want it to be a cut and paste of your resume. So I think there's a lot of value in maximizing that section by using a, a profile writer. And then the other section that I think benefits the most is the heading. Really thinking about how to position you and, and how to package you. Number five, last one, your photo and your background photo. So if it's been more than a couple of years since that picture was updated, or if that picture has other people or maybe animals, busy background in it, or it's just not a really decent quality picture, it's time to update it. It doesn't have to be professionally done, but it does need to be professional quality. I have had them on my, I I don't now, but I have in the past had them from my phone and it's been very good it's just a matter of how good your phone camera is or whatever you're using or maybe you have a friend who has an slr camera a digital slr that would be a little bit better quality that kind of thing your background photo is then what goes behind your photo and the the default is just some real gray just some lines in a circle it's just very nondescript This, with a background photo, you can really differentiate yourself from the competition. And I would recommend a royalty free on brand picture. So, royalty free means you're not having to pay any money for it. I like the site Pixabay, P I X A B A Y dot com, but there are plenty of other ones out there. And on brand, what do I mean by that? Well, if you're in marketing, what's a good marketing picture? If you're in sales, you know, what's a good sales picture? So rather than something that's just a pattern or a design or a background of, I don't know, some mountains that you like, that kind of thing, if we can be on brand, it's even better. And what I do when I'm working on this specific part of a a client's LinkedIn profile, because I do the upload for them, is I choose four options. So I go on to Pixabay, I find four pictures that seem like they would work. And then I try each one on for size because what happens is some of the pictures are too big because it's a very limited space for your banner. And sometimes when it's cut to be the right size, you've lost whatever the impact is, whether it's a word or some design or something you really can't tell what it is when it when it gets to the the size that LinkedIn needs it to be. The other thing that will sometimes happen is the placement of the things in the picture don't work because your photograph is in the bottom left-hand corner of that picture so your the background is in the background and then your picture is in the front of that so I've had them where once I put the picture on there there was a tree or a building or something else coming up out of their head or there was a word and it was being partially obscured by the person's head and what you can't do on LinkedIn with the banner is you can't shrink it and make it smaller or make it bigger. The only thing you can do is move it up and down. You can't even move it side to side, I don't think. So you can't do a lot of things with it. So you really want to try the picture on and see how do you like it when it's behind your photograph. Does it does it have the impact you want it to have? And again, that site that I like is Pixabay, pixaba That's also going to be in the show notes. I hope this has helped you to think about spending really, you know, an hour maybe on your LinkedIn profile over the holidays to get that thing fresh and up to date for whatever might come your way in 2022. I hope this helps and I will see you next week for the last episode of the year. Take care.